Please pray with me. Dear Father God, we thank you for bringing us all together this morning. We thank you for giving us your word and and promising that your word will not return to you void. Lord, we are we are weak vessels. Lord, but but uh but you have given your spirit to us. And so enlighten our minds, enlighten our hearts today through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. <coughs> because of your hardness of heart, He wrote this commandment for you. There are there are passages of scripture that that I really appreciate the lectionary for. We have these this three year lectionary that that comes that comes along and and there are passages in there that just on my own as as a minister, I would not normally want to touch <laughs> it brings up too too many uh too many disagreements amongst christians or or between christians and the outside world or it brings up too many painful thoughts uh within ourselves and this this is this gospel reading is sort of one of those passages it puts it puts us as Christians in in uh, in a very different place, at least you know on the, on the on the outside than than much of the world in our view of marriage. Also, it brings us into a very painful place, at least for a lot of us, where you know where we have to deal with the fact that you know maybe maybe we have experienced divorce maybe our families have experienced divorce and we've really reckoned with the painful circumstances around those situations and yet and yet it comes up and here it here it is and so and so you know bear with me as as we kind of wrestle through this passage today now, where we find ourselves here in the Gospel of Mark, we're, we're on the very downslope of the Gospel of Mark. In fact, we, we are about to head into the Passion narrative. Things are getting hot. <laughs> uh, thing, you know, the pressure is, is mounting, and, and as, as the passage uh, says, the Pharisees came to test Jesus. Now, the um, uh, the Pharisees, you know, you get you get them questioning Jesus all the way through the uh, the gospel narratives. You get uh, you get question, you know, all sorts of questions of doctrine and everything. They're really sniffing this guy out. But but at this point, it becomes. There's there's a darker edge to things. Um, you know, they ask him here, you know, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? Well, 
this is a, a tough issue here in, uh, here in the province when, when you have leaders like, uh, like the Herod family who, who, have, who have gotten all deep in divorce and remarriage and everything. And, you know, John the Baptist has already been killed for calling out Herod for, for marrying his brother's wife. So all sorts of complications there. And, and so the pressure is really mounting. It's like we have to find a way to trap Jesus. He's become too much of a problem. But they come to Jesus and, and ask him this question. You know, what about divorce? And Jesus replies to them as, as a good rabbi does with another question. He asks them, what, you know, what does Moses say? What did Moses uh, command you? And they say, Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of dismissal and divorce her. And herein lies the issue. Moses allowed, not commanded, allowed. And, and here Jesus gets to the heart of the issue. It's a teaching moment. He's still using this as a teaching moment despite their motives. It's like, yes, yes, he allowed this. He replies, because, because of your hardness of heart, he wrote this commandment for you. But from the beginning, God made them male and female. He's exposing something that the Pharisees still have not picked up on as teachers of Israel. Stuff, something that we still have a hard time wrestling with, which is our condition. Our hardness of heart that, that we have. The, uh, this, this proneness to sin that is within us. The Mosaic law in this circumstance is given to us uh, as, as, as something to, to actually mitigate the effect of just how sinful we are, just how broken we are, just how hard our hearts are. The Pharisees are looking at what they can do rather, rather than what marriage is. This, this is what gives, gives us a key as to just how, how askew, how broken we have become in this. Like how, we're focusing on how, how can marriage end rather than what marriage is. But Jesus points us back to the beginning. Jesus, Jesus 
realigns our thinking here uh, and points us back to both Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. We see that God made them male and female. Two persons, complementary, joined together in an inseparable bond. Uh, And... Uh, and, you know, I, I love, I love uh, you know, the prayer book, especially going back to the 1662 prayer book. We have, we have some real jewels of language. And, and the prayer, and the 1662 prayer book, the marriage, the marriage rite really emphasizes this, you know, the, the gravity of, of this union. That, you know, uh, as, as Genesis 2 says, you know, a man uh, will, you know, uh, will leave his uh, father and mother and be joined to his wife and become one flesh. Uh, that, that one flesh union is really emphasized that this is an inseparable bond. Um, and... And, and the prayer book, the, the marriage act tells us marriage was ordained, uh, you know, for, for three purposes. Uh, for the procreation of children, as a remedy against sin, and for mutual companionship. Again, man was not meant to be alone, as, as, uh, as Genesis 2 tells us. But... And, the, and so we get this picture, and, and we realize divorce, divorce is ultimately a violent act. It is, it is separating that which, which has been bound together as, as a union under God. Uh, uh, it, is, uh, it is like cutting off a limb. You know the the Roman Catholic tradition. Uh, you know they they have. Uh, you know they base their basic framework is that divorce is not a thing. Uh, that that uh, annulments. Uh, you know annulment proceedings must must happen to 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 root out. You know why why the marriage was was not. Uh, Working, why? Why there was a flaw in it from the beginning that that made it not work. Now, we we as Protestants don't typically go that far, but it shows just just how deep you know the roots are that uh, uh, that 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 the hard heartedness of people. Uh, you know, can can cause cracks in that marriage from the very beginning. But divorce is permitted by Scripture. In you know, in the follow-up passage to our gospel reading today, Jesus Jesus singles out infidelity. Uh, other places in, in Scripture 
root out things, things like abandonment, uh, all, all these symptoms. Uh, you know, you think through abandonment, infidelity, abuse, all these things that just expose our hardness of hearts, how, how cold we, can, we are to each other and, and how cold we are to the things of God. Uh, C.S. Lewis in Mere Christianity. Yes, it is the first time I've preached in four years, so I pull out a C.S. Lewis quote. (laughs) But C.S. Lewis in Mere Christianity really emphasizes this this violent act, this breaking of of the union that we see uh, through divorce. He says, churches all agree with one another, and I wish 70 years later this were still true. Uh, Churches all agree with one another about marriage a great deal more than any of them agrees with the outside world. I mean, they had regular, they, they have, they all regard divorce as something like cutting up a living body, as a kind of surgical operation. Some of them think the operation so violent that it cannot be done at all. Others admit to it as a desperate remedy in extreme cases. They all agree that it's more like having both your legs cut off than it is like dissolving a business partnership or even deserting a regiment. What they all, what they all disagree with is the modern view that it is a simple readjustment of partners to be made whenever people feel like there are no lo- feel like they are no longer in love with one another or whether either of them falls in love with someone else now this is an ideal <laughs> uh, as as we know as, as we know, you know, divorce is rampant in our society. Much as Lewis would allude to here, that the outside world has, has developed a, you know, a very open, a very, a very carefree view of divorce. That, that as easily as you can enter marriage, you can exit marriage. You no longer feel the love? Okay. Uh, you start finding attraction to someone else? That's fine. The unfortunate matter is that, that our view as Christians of marriage has become a lot like that of the outside world, if, if we care to, to admit it. Of course, there's the now almost cliched statistic that half of all marriages end in divorce and half of uh, all marriages, even within the church, end in divorce. And, and yet it, uh, it shows us just how much of that outside world's view 
we have absorbed into ourselves. But God, God knows our desperate situation. He knows how prone to temptation we are, how, how prone to sin we are, how hard-hearted we are towards each other. Outside marriage and within marriage. Which is why God speaks very directly to our hard-heartedness. He spoke to Ezekiel about it. He promised the people of Israel and through Jesus, thankfully, we are part of that hope. He promised to the Jewish people in their rebellion and brokenness that a new heart I will give you and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove from your body the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And yes, he fulfills this in the coming of Jesus who through his life and resur- his life, death, and resurrection makes us new creations. And in turn sends the Holy Spirit to dwell within us. This, this is a change of heart. This, this is, you know, this, this is life. This is forgiveness for our sins. This is, is an inworking of the spirit delivered through this as well that changes our hearts in our relationship to each other. This, this is, this is something uh, uh, that because of, of the grace that we have been shown by God through Jesus, that we can hopefully extend that love and grace all the more towards each other. And we also see from this picture of what what Jesus does for us, a picture of marriage itself. The picture is given to us time and time again by Jesus all the way, all the way through the book of Revelation that, that, that Jesus is our true husband. The church is the true bride of Christ. And so, and so we look at what Jesus has done as, as a picture of what marriage really is. And Paul tells us, you know, that, that Jesus loved the church such that, you know, he loved her and gave, her, gave himself up for her. It is that sacrificial love that that Jesus extends to us that we should extend to each other. The, the perfect picture of marriage 
that we can look to is there. The cross. The, the cross is the picture of, of the true sacrifice, the true giving of oneself that, that we find in the marriage of Christ and the church. So, what can we take away from this? What can we take away from this picture, from this interaction, this, this brief interaction between, between, uh, between Jesus and the Pharisees, but moreover, the, the picture that, that God gives us throughout the Bible of marriage, but also for the work, also in the work of Christ. Let us pray that God's Holy Spirit that dwells within us as believers would continue to work on us, changing our hearts of stone into hearts of flesh, that, that we would be soft-hearted towards not just our spouses if we have them, but, but to all those around us we see the breakdown of marriage in <laughs> all, all the way back in, uh, in Genesis 3, as, as soon as the fall happens. Uh, we, we see the blame game start. But, but let us be graceful towards one another instead. Let us frame our marriages different from the world given the picture of Christ and the church that we have been given. Let all of our relationships be different from the world, extending this grace. But also, let's be realistic <coughs> about the pain we feel and we continue ex to experience this side of paradise. We are sinners. We live in a broken world. The world will hurt us, and we will hurt each other. None of us gets out of here without a few scars. And as much as we work to prevent it, some relationships will break. Relationships between friends, between family, between parent and child, and yes, between husband and wife. But this should constantly call us back to remind us that the true love, the true relationship we desire is found in Jesus. The perfect relationship the perfect marriage we are looking for is in the church's relationship with her perfect husband, Jesus our Lord, who loves us and gave himself up for us. Our King Jesus, our King Jesus who died for us, 
and who was resurrected. He is coming back for his bride. He will never leave us nor forsake us. We shall be by his side throughout all eternity. And he shall reign forever and ever. Amen.